Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. And on this quick shot of romance, I am joined by the lovely Heather, who is one of our podcast contributors, and we are reviewing Manhunt by Vanessa Vale. Welcome back, Heather. Hi, Leo. Thanks for having me. Okay, do you want to go ahead and read the synopsis from Goodreads for us? Absolutely. What's worse than spilling copy all over my billionaire boss? Accidentally emailing him my answers to a sex quiz? That was me. I did that. I might be a genius, but that was really dumb. I sneak into the office to delete it, but it's too late. He knows my naughtiest fantasies. Instead of firing me, he wants to fulfill every one of them. He's everything I didn't know I wanted. Older, fiercely protective, and a possessive streak the size of Montana. But can he really want someone like me with a past full of man struggles and a head full of math problems? Find out the answer in this steamy small town romance where a nerdy heroine is outsmarted by a lumberjack-sized billionaire in a test of love. With all the books on a manhunt series, it's always open season on men. Okay, so this book came out December 27th, 2022. It is mm-hmm. the tropes are small town, age gap, boss, employee, kind of co-workers, billionaire, and they definitely have an instant connection. For this sure. is the On a Manhunt series, and this is only book one of the series. So we don't know if they're going to be true standalones or not, but with the way Vanessa writes previous books that I've read, it should be a standalone and it pops at 50%. Yeah, and she, uh, Becky and I, did a happy hour with her um, Mm -hmm. after the release. And I have a feeling this is going to be a long series. I'm so excited. So excited. Same. (laughs) Love it. (coughs) Excuse me, because the book itself, it's there's some world building in this book, but it's not Mm -hmm. so over the top that you're overwhelmed by the world building. But you're introduced to Maverick, and then you meet his four brothers. You meet... Bridget's sister, Lindsay, her best friend, Mallory, but there's also like a lot of side, other side characters that you're introduced to, but you don't get a lot of like page time with, but you're really intrigued by those like couple paragraphs on the page. Well, I also think she did a really great job of introducing us to the town because um, I feel like the town is really what the series is. It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily like a friend group or whatever, so it's really the town. Yeah, the small town. The series. It is like full on small town. Like it is the yes. like epitome of what a small town romance is. Yeah, Let's... like somewhere where you just want to, <laughs> you just want to go. Uh huh. So in the book, at the beginning of the book, and even like throughout the book, they talk about some sixteen candles references. And if you know what I'm talking about, some of you may not because you're not quite that old yet. But the 16 candle references and the whole sex like quiz in the first Mm -hmm. place, like is great. And I love it. And I love that nuance where you don't have to know what 16 candles is or like understand any of it to enjoy that part. But being a child of the eighties and loving those types of movies, like it gives it that much more like connection for me. Right. Cause Bridget is the heroine and Mm -hmm. she is, I think, you know, like, she I I don't love the word nerdy but this girl is so smart she's like a genius mathematician I mean Mm -hmm. this girl went to like MIT for math it's not like she's 
it's not we're not just saying oh she's smart i mean she's real smart um yeah and her best friend is she just is like this bubbly character and they are doing like this girl time and they do this sex quiz and i like being someone who was in my 20s I mean, a while ago mm-hmm. but I can totally see them being like oh this is so fun we got to talk about this at our girls night or whatever uh-huh. very plausible yeah definitely well and I love the fact she uses Jake Ryan it's like the, the name at the bottom in one Maverick right? is like that whole scene where he's like who's Jake Ryan I need to know who this Jake Ryan is he like gets very very offended <laughs> that she named this Jake Ryan person but he doesn't know who it is and she she's and then she's like, like you don't know who Jake Ryan is because he really needs to know who this jake ryan is so he can beat him up because that is one thing about maverick so her maverick and her meet when she they run into each other at the coffee shop and she spills coffee all over him so he ends up getting this really tight pink t-shirt because there's nothing else for him to wear and they have this moment and he has like he's he's in love like from the get-go like he sees her he's like he's done for he's calling her baby Mm -hmm. like recognizes that like his behavior is like out of the like ordinary but he needs this woman in his life but my favorite part of that interaction was she was not facing him when he was like who is this woman she was on the phone and she Uh was talking and and spouting off math facts yes and that is what attracted him to her first Mm -hmm. and I love that because she's smart and he appreciates that and loves that about her and that was (laughs) the first thing he noticed it wasn't it wasn't her beautiful hair or her beautiful eyes or her smile or her big boobs it was her intelligence mm-hmm. and that is my favorite part yeah and like she's spouting off these random numbers she's talking like she's talking to a contractor like through like her work yep. because she's an assistant but she basically does all of the work for her boss which mm-hmm. they recognize right away and get rid of the smarmy boss right away so yeah, that was gross. nice he's disgusting yeah so but yeah i love that part <clears throat> i did too um it was definitely like insta love for him, but mm-hmm. not in like a weird, like quick novella, like not in a weird way. It was not. It wasn't. It wasn't like that creepy. No, and she was like really attracted to him, but has this whole self conscious thing going. Like, mm-hmm. why would he like me? Like, I wear work boots and like jeans and long sleeve t shirts. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not your typical beautiful chick. No and she has some hang-ups because of some stuff that happened at MIT yep. we're gonna talk really vaguely about that because that yep. is a key part of the story so we don't want to give any of that away correct but so she has some hang-ups about relationships in the first place and there are a couple things like when she <coughs> excuse me when she walks into the meeting that he is like in charge of where they're talking about this project they're working on and she sees who he is <coughs> she is not happy <laughs> She was like, it's one of those situations, if you've ever been in, in real life, where you're like, where is a hole that I want to crawl in, or 100%. I am going to just like leave. Like, I need to move out of town, level mm-hmm. embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then there's some things that happen in the meeting, and so she makes these assumptions of the type of person that he is, 
because of the way things transpire. But there is a method to the madness of Maverick. And he explains it pretty quickly after that. And it makes yeah. sense. And you understand why he did what he did. <clears throat> and at times you want to like smack Bridget and be like, he is truthful. He is honest. Like, get your shit together. But then, but then he does something really stupid. Yeah, he, um, you know, yeah. But he does. But at the same time, you can understand why he does it and you it like endears you to him a little bit. But at the same time, you're like, you only had to tell one person and it would have been okay. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I think he is, yeah, I really like him. I think he is very, like, he's uptight and like, but then he's not. Like, he's very serious about her from the get go, but I feel like, for being a billionaire um, who runs a huge company. To me, he's kind of laid back too. Yeah. But then I feel like we kind of get this new perspective of him because his friends and his like, his assistant are like, who is this? Like, what is happening to him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, you get this idea that he's this very type A personality and he likes control over certain things and he lives his life a certain way and he's, he doesn't have much of a social life. Like he is a little bit older. I think he was like late thirties, early forties. I can't remember his exact yeah. age, but he's at a point where like, he isn't going out and getting drunk all the time or getting laid all the time. Like he, he is living life like a normal 40 year old. And so yeah, I, th- and, and I think that's young. part of, yeah, she is young. Like she's 20, 21 or 22, but she's pretty young. She's, she's maybe 24. 20. But she, I think she's one of those, she's at that age where people think she should go out and have, do drinking and partying and whatever. But she's not that type of person. But she's not that girl. She's Mm -hmm. just not. And I think that that's why they work so very well together. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's inexperienced and um, he's not. So she's kind of inexperienced in life in a way too right she's not that she's a naive person but like her parents passed away when she was little her older sister raised her so it has just been the two of them for a really long time and so she's she's not sheltered but she's she hasn't really put herself out there and experienced a lot of life. And then like when things happened at college, the way that they did, she kind of even shut herself down even more, but she had, I mean, she has her sister who she comes up, the sister comes off really brash and really prickly. And I kind of love her because I can be that kind of person, but she, her book is next people just putting that out there right now. Yeah. And I think Bridget is able to understand her sister and she tries, um, because like you had said that her parents died her sister is a lot older I think Mm -hmm. she was in her early 20s when their parents died and Bridget was like 10 or something Mm -hmm. yeah there's like 10 years between them Bridget so Lindy the sister pretty much had to give up her whole life Mm -hmm. so she can raise her sister yeah and I think Lynn I think Bridget understands that and I definitely um Lindy has done and said some things where you're like, oh my God, girl, get a life. But I think if you put yourself in her shoes and her perspective, it makes sense. Like mm -hmm. she's older, 
she's trying to find she wants to move on with her life because she raised her sister well because they're they're both at this point where it's like lindy's almost at a point now that like bridget's old enough like bridget is employed she has her own apartment no she doesn't have an apartment Mm -hmm. they still live together but but they're both kind of at this like crossroads of life because lindy like she doesn't have to take care of bridget anymore like she can go out and live her life and there are some things that happen and like you feel bad for bridget and the way that lindy talks to her and treats her but at the same time like they have they have a couple real big moments where lindy realizes like she made the wrong decisions and she's not as outwardly supportive as she should have been but i mean it's a learning curve for both of them in figuring out who they are like in this moment and there's that balance between like for a while lindy was bridget's parent she was the parent yeah and now she doesn't want to be the parent she wants to be the sister and i think and it's hard to find that change how do you find that balance but then each having their own life um Mm -hmm. also the brothers okay so (gasps) the brothers were wonderful wonderful and amazing Maverick, Maverick is, is like one of four. One of four. And his <clears throat> brothers are amazing. Yeah. They're all four very different. They, they like, are. Dex is a professional hockey player. And he's sort of like your golden retriever, cinnamon roll, you know. Well, and he's the baby of the family too. So I think oh. that like that makes it that makes a difference because he is, he's the golden retriever, like frat boy puppy type character. But he also is the next book. So, and then, um, uh, then we have Silas. Silas. Actually, he and Maverick work together in the company. Like Silas Mm -hmm. is the CEO and Maverick is something, or maybe Silas is the CFO and Maverick's the CEO, but the two of them work the company together. And then Theo, what, what does Theo do? Theo's a doctor. He's kind of a stick in the mud. He really is, and um, like very workaholic, and um, well, they all kind of are. And Bridget's best friend, um, Mallory is wonderful, Mallory. and I love her. Oh my god, she sees a picture of Maverick and all of his brothers, and she's like, "Um, hi, he's hot. What's his name?" And, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, it's healthy." Oh, I said hello, and Maverick is like, "Um." Theo's not really like that. And she's like, mm, I don't care. Girl, she's I have major crush on him. Yeah, so. just from a picture. And she's like, I'm all over that. No, then that was one thing too. Like Bridget and Mallory, they're so different, but they have this like intense connection. They're mm-hmm. ride or die. Like it is one of those things where like <clears throat> you just you love that for both of them, that they have that friend who is so different than them, but so similar at the same time. But yes. the when the brothers first show up so Bridget and Maverick are at his like apartment or wherever he's staying while he's in town it might have been a hotel like suite or something like that I can't oh, no. remember it's a giant like VRBO mansion thing well there we go um but so the brothers just show up and like eat all their takeout I know and be like and that was so funny when Vanessa I love that part too and like Vanessa has tw- uh, teenage boys uh-huh. and she's like, that's how it happens. Like, I'm not joking. 
you if you want anything at our house you have to put like a post-it on it like I'm saving this for something but they'll just eat whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah for sure but no like that part was just so funny because it was I felt like it was the perfect way to introduce this group of characters who you almost like when you hear about their professions you almost have this stereotype of what they're going to be like and they weren't like that at all they have little things but I just I'm really intrigued by that and they have a great relationship the four of them like you can tell they actually like each other and they like to hang out and like these are four brothers who like they're very different but they are truly really great friends and yeah they're very different their dynamic is funny their banter is top notch Mm -hmm. top notch banter so if you love banter this book and I will say um I I always feel like Vanessa's book like I love all of her books and I love all of her series but I'm like so why are we stopping these series I feel like we have more so I love that she said she's kind of leaving this uh, like open open ended Mm -hmm. well and I think this thing like it's and it's not a super long book or Mm-mm. I feel like it was like 230 pages, maybe it wasn't super long, but it's a fast read. It's an easy read. And that's something too, like the timeline of the book, it's only about four or five weeks total from start to finish. The timeline's very, very short. It's very short, but it works and it makes sense. Like I have read books where the timeline is fast like this and it seems like we're just missing half of the story and it's like Mm -hmm. like it needed to be drawn out more but the way in which this story plays out and the the method in which she wrote this this book like I think a longer timeline would not have made sense yeah and this book did not did not it was a great fast read amazing I read mm -hmm. this before Christmas and it's you know like into January I still love it mm-hmm. really great quick fast read um and didn't like there was no lull like it wasn't drug out no there's no there's reason. no filler there was no filler mm-hmm. pages like every every time a character was on a page every time they were everything that happened in this book needed to be there and honestly like with it being the first book in the series and being like being a world building book such as it is like you almost expected there to be more but I didn't miss it because it was so engaging and so concise in the storytelling that I just I wanted more because I needed more from the story like I needed more Bridget I needed more Dex and like so much more Theo and Mallory because so, I feel like I think those two are going to be together and it's just going to be so much fun so, I could be wrong don't quote me on that that is that's just my theory the book ended and Becky and I were preparing for the happy, happy hour. hour the book ended and I was like oh my god and I qu- quickly quickly got on Amazon and was like when does book two come out and I was like no way I cannot wait. I think it's like April. And I was it's like, March. It is March. I can't, okay. I'm like, I can't wait that long. I told Vanessa, I was like, listen here, I can't wait that long. <laughs> she was like, okay, well, I'm well, because so she, Because <laughs> she is a dirty tease. Yes. A dirty tease. So when you get to the end of the book, you get a chapter with Lindy and Dex and like their interaction, she hooks you in. 
She so hooks you. She's that, a dirty tease. The epilogue for people is not Maverick and Bridget. No. The epilogue is Dex and Lindy. So yeah. I I know some people have feelings about that. And I uh-huh. think here it was amazing. I think- and the reason <laughs> mm-hmm. it was so amazing is because it makes you want more. And that that is like, I think what every author wants, and that's what every reader wants. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be so engaged in a book that I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. I love these characters, and I love this town, and I love this, the stories that I know they're all going to give us. So I want it now. But yeah. it's also kind of fun to wait, too. Like Is it Christmas though? Is it kid. fun to wait? It's not really fun to wait, but we understand that the book is not written yet. So we have to wait and we get that. Mm-hmm. But as somebody, as me personally, who likes that instant gratification and likes to binge a series, I don't like the wait, but I understand that it has to be there. But this, this book is just, it's so funny. And it's like, you will laugh out loud, like not mm-hmm. even just saying that you will laugh out loud and Maverick yep. unintentionally ends up with a dog. And that whole part is just oh, adorable and wonderful. There are a lot of little pieces. There's such sweet little moments mm-hmm. in this book. There's a lot. And I feel like I don't want to say too much because I, I really want people to read it and enjoy it mm-hmm. and pick up on the little nuances. This is just a really great feel-good romance. There's yeah. not, it's pretty low angst. Oh, it's very, yeah. I mean, and it's low angst. Like even like their big issue, like. It's pretty low angst. Yeah. Like it, a small conversation would have fixed it, but. Fixed it. But he's a dumbass. Um, and Vanessa can write a nice steamy scene. So there are some pretty oh yeah, she doesn't hold encounters. No. So enjoy. Well, she figured enjoy. they're making out like real quick. Yep. Real quick. But but then she leaves you hanging because it pops at 50%. <laughs> right. But that's the full on. There was some other stuff. Yes, there's oh. some nice buildup. Yeah. So do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do, send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Well, thank you, Heather, so much for joining me on this quick shot of romance. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Bye. Find us on Instagram at buzzing about romance or on Twitter at buzzing romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.